Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. A lot of things to get to here. This first thing popped up on Gab, and I wanted to play it, and it came to me from, initially, Colonel Dax, at C-O-L-D-A-X-701, over at Gab, and uh, just a fantastic video, and then sure enough, the very next morning here, I woke up, and it's on Gateway Pundit via the scoop, so I'm going to go ahead and play this audio it's a child from Martin County, Florida, and he's speaking to a school board, and then when he's done, another parent comes up, and again, he's talking about the mask-wearing abuses that have been taking place. Very articulate fourth grader. Absolutely incredible. And uh, the parents are raising this kid right. There's no doubt about it. So give this a listen. School board members, my name is John. I'm 10. I just turned 10 years old. Talk a little closer to that. I just turned 10 years old and I'm a fourth grader at Felix A. Williams. I expected school to be a little bit different in the beginning, but I didn't think it would stay this way all year long. And I was surprised by the rules. A lot of them didn't make any sense to me, like the fact that we were not allowed to play on the playground or have student council or turn to face each other at lunch and we also have to wear masks outside at PE and on track. I love my school and all, but my teachers seem really stressed and that makes me feel bad. One teacher walks around with a clipboard full of referrals for any student whose mask isn't on promptly. It makes me feel scared. That same teacher yells at us having our mask down to drink water while we are outside in Carline. She told us we had to wait until we were in our parents' car to have a drink of water. She had her mask down the entire time while she was yelling at us, which makes me and all my friends very mad. This happens a lot. And it seems unfair teachers take their masks off while they're... Yell while they yell at us kids and that we need to pull ours up. I asked my mom if there's a word for this, and she said there is hypocrisy. Wearing a mask all day makes me feel really tired and gives me really bad headaches. Sometimes I'm in school and I need to lay low in the dark until they're gone. My mask also sticks to my face when it's really hot and it makes it hard to breathe. I feel like I can't catch my breath and that makes me feel claustrophobic and anxious. It's really stressful. I finished taking all of my FSAs and I had a hard time focusing with a mask on. A few weeks ago, I ran into my teacher outside of school. She didn't even recognize me because she's never seen my face before. But I knew it was her because she sits at her desk a lot without a mask on. I know my teacher has asthma and everything, but I understand why it's hard for her to wear a mask. And I think she should have that choice. But I should too. I have allergies and I feel really anxious with my face covered. But I'm not allowed a mask break like her. It seems unfair. All this seems unfair and it doesn't make sense. I miss seeing people's face. I miss the way things used to be. I'm scared they'll never go back to normal. Breathing freely doesn't seem like something we should have to ask any other people for permission for. Please make masks optional today. It would be so awesome to end the school year on a really happy note like that. Thank you for your time. Thank you, John. You did a good job. We have a little over two weeks left of school. I'm asking you to please let the children see the faces of their classmates and the emotions of their classmates again. Children are in the middle of a long testing period. I ask that you allow them to do it without a mask. 
I have a fifth grader and an eighth grader that would be participating in moving up ceremonies. And I am asking that you allow to do that, let them do that without a mask. Thank you. There's a lot there. There's a lot there to go over. First of all, bravo to the kid, 100%. We need more kids like that saying things like that 100% of the time. 100% of the time. And we need more parents raising their children to be just like that and have the courage to stand up there and say those things. That kid has more courage than most parents I know. That's amazing because he's getting up where parents won't get up. He's learning where other parents won't. Other adults won't. Think about that for a minute. That's huge. He, uh, he, when, when, <laughs> it's horrible. When, when he said that his own teacher didn't even recognize his own face. That's something that's been going on in countless classrooms and in countless schools all over the nation and all over the world. Teachers don't even recognize their own students. They take attendance and then it's just here, 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 and they're not even looking at their faces. They're just hearing a voice because they can't recognize their faces because they're all covered up for those that are still doing the face masks. And again, many schools now aren't. But unfortunately, even in Florida, as you can hear, because this is a Florida county, uh, even some of them are still doing the mask mandates even when Governor DeSantis said cut it out. And then the parent at the end, who I believe may, may also be a teacher, I'm not sure on that one, but uh, again, the business of asking government to allow students to see each other's faces and to breathe, that sentence right there is an outrage, that that would even be a sentence that we in America would have to utter that we would even have to say that, let alone think it. Please, government, can we look at each other? Please, government, can we breathe without you telling us? Please, government, please, government. No. No, the founding fathers would be stacking bodies right now. They'd be stacking bodies with what's been going on. And I've said it a million times, and you heard the bell ring when the kid was talking. So the kid's time was up, but he just kept going, and nobody stopped him. Because again, those adult monsters that are sitting up there on the dais for the school board members, or at the school, you know, they are the school board members, but those monsters up there aren't going to cut off that kid because it was just going to get worse for them if they'd have cut off a child. But they had no problem cutting off the parent, and the parent was upset, and then the parent walked away when the bell rang. So I got to tell you, it's just, it's just awful. It's beyond awful that this is happening. It's beyond awful that it's still happening, even now, even now. And I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to get into some predictions here in a minute. Uh, well, not in a minute, but toward the end of this podcast episode, because there's going to be a lot of things that are going to happen during the summer. And then there's going to be a lot of things that are going to happen in the fall. And what's going to happen during that time is going to be peak propaganda. Because again, if you think that it's only happened thus far, the peak propaganda, it's going to get worse. And I'm going to lay it out. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm, it's not a, it's not a fearful thing. What it is is it's a, it's simply a awareness thing. And you have to be aware. Once you're aware of the facts and the truth, then there's nothing to fear. But if you're believing your television and you're believing your radio and the talking heads, 
with what they're going to say here in the future, because again, the writing is on the wall. And for those of us that have been studying this, we, we I mean, their moves are too predictable. We know what they're going to be doing. We know what they're going to be saying. We know what's going to be happening here in the future, but I'm going to lay it out toward the end of this episode. This next thing that I wanted to, uh, to describe here is a, ama- it's, it's an amazing study. And it's not new, but it was published back in November of 2020. And this research study is titled, and it's a peer-reviewed research study, uh, it's titled, quote, Relative Incidence of Office Visits and Cumulative Rates of Build Diagnosis Along the Axis of Vaccination. So what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to read the abstract, but then I'm going to get into some of the figures and describe some of the figures, because again, the figures in this are absolutely amazing. And just to summarize very quickly in in one sentence, if I can, it basically says those individuals that are not vaccinated, and we're talking about the real vaccines that they give people, uh, in particular children, not this experimental drug that people have taken. We're not talking about that. We're talking about vaccinations in general, that the children who don't receive these vaccinations end up going to the doctor far less than all of the students or children, rather, that do get vaccinated. That those children are in doctor's offices way more with chronic illnesses. So here's how the abstract reads. Quote, We performed a retrospective analysis spanning 10 years of pediatric practice focused on patients with variable vaccination born into a practice, presenting a unique opportunity to study the effects of variable vaccination on outcomes. The average total incidence of billed office visits per per outcome related to the outcomes were compared across groups. Relative incidence of office visits, RIOV. RIOV is shown to be more powerful than odds ratio of diagnosis. Full cohort cumulative incidence analysis matched for 10 days of care and matched for family history analysis were conducted across quantities of vaccine uptake. All right, I'm going to kind of skip to the bottom here. It says, remarkably, zero of the 561 unvaccinated patients in this study had attention deficit hyperactivity disorder compared to 5.3% of the partially and fully vaccinated. The implications of these results for the net public health effects of the whole population vaccination and with respect for informed consent on human health are compelling. And it goes on and on and on. So again, here's, here's one of the charts here. <laughs> this, is, this is figure two in their, uh, in their study. You've got the X and Y axis on the bottom. It says number of vaccinations, and as the number of vaccinations increases, more hospital visits end up taking place. The more quote-unquote fever visits end up taking place with the more vaccinations that they've received. It's absolutely incredible, and it's with countless, I mean, it's with countless illnesses. So again, I I just want to read through some of these stats here and give you uh, a slight perspective on what they were able to calculate over the course of 10 years. This is a 10-year study for a well-child visit, quote-unquote, 32,826 showed up who were fully vaccinated, 
as opposed to only 4,987 who were unvaccinated. For those who experienced ear pain, the fully vaccinated were 269 people, as opposed to the unvaccinated who were only 16. And it goes on and on and on. Eye disorders, 277 for fully vaccinated as opposed to only 31 unvaccinated. Conjunctivitis, 1,018 fully vaccinated would show up to the doctors with conjunctivitis as opposed to only 87 of the unvaccinated. And it just continues. It's amazing. Breathing issues, fully vaccinated, 621 would show up with breathing issues as opposed to only 44 who were unvaccinated. Anemia, 979 would show up fully vaccinated with anemia, as opposed to 36 who were unvaccinated. Eczema, dermatitis, behavioral issues, 343 were fully vaccinated as opposed to only 17 who were unvaccinated. It's just incredible. Weight slash eating disorders. Of the, stu- of the children that would show up to their doctor's office, with weight and eating disorders, 1,115 were fully vaccinated, as opposed to only 90 who were unvaccinated who would show up. This, uh, I mean, this study is amazing. But this right here sh- should show people that this is a massive problem with the medical profession, in- and in particular, the local health departments that have their puppet strings in American K-12 education. None of this information is being shared. The medical profession and your local doctors aren't reading these kinds of studies. I mean, it, it's really no different than, than your average K-12 school teacher. At some point, unfortunately, the individual who is in that profession stops being a student. They stop learning. They stop reading. They stop researching. They stop looking up information and factual information. They stop thinking to themselves, maybe I should shed the illusion that I've believed this entire time, and perhaps I should start to recommend the truth to people through my medical advice. Because it's, as it's being discussed clearly now, uh, at, at length, the business of do no harm and informed consent are not things that are taking place anymore, which means legally speaking, These doctors, nurses, what have you, practitioners, quote-unquote, that are doing all of this and hurting people should be brought up on criminal charges because they don't need consent now. And I tossed this out on Gab the other day, but the Tennessee Department of Health doesn't require consent for minors to receive any shots. A child can walk into a doctor's office and say, pump me full of all the carcinogens you want. Give me all the COVID shots. Give me all the HPV shots. Give them all to me. And they don't need, in the state of Tennessee, they don't need the uh, the parent's consent. That's malpractice. Unfortunately, malpractice is the law there regarding that. But as it's been said, again, in a lot of online posts with a a lot of people, parents are well aware of what's going on in Tennessee regarding that particular law. And, and they fully know that, uh, they're not going to let their kids just walk into a doctor's office and do that. So they're keeping tabs on things, which is great. But goodness gracious, I mean, it's just awful. The fact that this is happening with such regularity, the, the, just the lack of actually reading. I mean, I didn't, have to, I didn't have to work to find this article. It's pretty straightforward. 
So I'm going to link this research article in the description below if you're interested in reading the entire thing, and I recommend you do. The charts are incredible. The facts are undeniable. And again, it's a 10-year it's a, it's a study. So hard to deny that when you're talking about 3,000-plus individuals being tracked over the course of 10 years, and the vast majority who are consistently going to the doctor's office for countless problems are the ones that are pumped to the gills with vaccinations. Again, don't use the term anti-vax. Don't say that. He's anti-vax. No, that's a propaganda line. It's a propaganda line. I don't think people should be taking vaccinations, period. So forget the word, forget the phrase anti-vax. They should, they just shouldn't be taking a period because they're dangerous and it's already been proved to be the case. Now, some aren't, but most are. Now, here's the next thing I wanted to play, and this is absolutely fantastic. And this comes from a website called thebigvirushoax.com. I highly recommend checking it out. I'm going to play this particular video. Um... This is on their very their very front page. It's the second video down, and it's titled Mike Singer and Miami-Dade Police. Now, this is 17 minutes long, so I'm not going to play the full 17 minutes, but I'm going to give you the just intro here, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it. And I want you to hear his voice because what he's saying is 100% accurate. It's accurate, and I brought it up here on the podcast before. But the Miami-Dade Police Department shows up to his trailer to talk to him about Facebook posts that he made. I mean, talk about the police state. When you've got police departments um, coming to your front door asking you about social media posts, and unfortunately this is something that's been going on in this country now for quite some time, and they're not letting up. So this particular video comes from April of this year. So again, listen to the, every word that he says because he starts to talk about viruses, and he starts to educate the police and these people about vaccines and viruses and what they actually are, and how in fact... We are misled in school constantly, and the whole medical profession does the same thing. So give this a listen. We can help you with anything. Do you need services? Do you want help? What is it that you okay. want Miami-Dade Police Department to offer you? Oh, no, I appreciate that. Now, can you say it the way you said it the first time, though? How did I say the first time? The first time when you said you came here because of threatening posts? I didn't say threatening posts. I said alarming posts. Alarming posts. Yes. Alarming Facebook posts. Yeah. Can you tell me what those alarming Facebook... I mean, that's what I'm here to talk to you no, no, about. Get back, get back. Can you tell me what the alarming Facebook posts are? I'm here to talk to you. You tell me. <laughs> no, you're the one. I'm that, here to help you. But you guys are the ones that have come here saying you came because of alarming Facebook posts. So I'd just like to know what the alarming Facebook posts are. So you know what you posted. You posted yeah, about the face mask. Right. So we're here to help you. What do you want Miami-Dade Police Department to do to help you? Okay, so did you? are you guys here because of the email I sent recently to Miami-Dade Police concerning the fact that my wife is going to an art show this weekend and I wanted my wife's federal civil rights protected? Was no, it Was I'm it not, that? No, I'm not no? aware of that. Okay, well, th now I'm so confused you, on which post. So when you say that, what exactly do you mean when you say that? Well, you know, this whole thing, I mean, and, and I know that probably even some of you maybe don't necessarily like the fact that you're having to wear a face mask over your vital airways all day. Some people don't, and some people don't mind, right? And some people do it because you have to, right? Because you work for the county, and it's a requirement. Even if, you know, I've had police officers tell me, yeah, I don't like doing this, but I have to, right? So 
there's a website that my my buddy and I put together over the last year called thebigvirushoax.com. We put that website together specifically to compile information from doctors, scientists, health practitioners, people that have a completely alternate view of what's going on. These people are not crazy people. They're they're doctors, they're scientists, and I can give you names. Dr. Andrew Kaufman, who's a PhD from MIT. He's a medical doctor, he's a psychiatrist, and he's got great videos online talking about what viruses are and what viruses are not. Okay, there's Dr. Tom Cowan doing the same thing. Dr. Stefan Lanka, who's a virologist, world-renowned virologist, who flat out says there's no such thing as an invasive, infectious, contagious entity called a virus, the way that it's promoted in the media. Okay, now granted, I grew up, like all of you, like all of us, Understanding that there's viruses. That's what we're told and taught. We believe there's in, there, there are viruses, right? I used to get the flu all the time, and I really believed it was from a virus. So a few, a few years back, a friend of mine laughed at me and said, Mike, there's no such things as viruses. I said, that's ridiculous. Of course there's viruses, right? Now I'll tell you, in a nutshell, like probably everybody here, I was a social drinker like everybody. I'd go out with my girlfriends or friends, have some rum and coke, margaritas, whatever. And I used to get the flu every year. Every year, I'd get the flu twice a year. I quit drinking in 2005 for five straight years and never got the flu once. Well, then I started drinking again in 2006 and 2007, and I had the flu two years in a row. So I said, what the hell am I doing? And I quit drinking. I haven't dr drank anything, alcohol, anything at all, alcohol in my body since 2007. So that's 14 years, and I haven't had the flu once. So I've come to know from my own experience that what we call the flu is nothing more than a natural God-given process of the body purging itself of toxins. And why is it seasonal? Why do the leaves fall off the tree in the fall? It's seasonal. Why do the flowers bloom in the spring? It's seasonal. That's why they offer it as a seasonal flu shot. It's a natural God-given process that we go through. But they make billions of dollars, as I'm sure you guys know, on hand sanitizers. And there's a virus and antibacterial, antiviral. Now, are there such things as bacteria? Yes. Are there such things as um, mold and fungus and mildew? Yes. But the whole concept of a virus as an invasive, infectious, contagious entity is a falsity. It's an absolute proven. And I'll tell you this. Scientifically, this is a fact. Scientifically, they have never, ever, ever isolated and purified one of the particles that they refer to as a virus and separated it and said, here's the virus and put it in a healthy organism and made it sick. Never. It's never happened. So the bottom line is people are being fed a bunch of crap that's primarily media-driven. It's a media-driven scam. It really is. Now, to the most part, you guys might even, you're all different. Some of you might be down there saying, damn, this is interesting what this guy's saying. Others are, you don't care, and you're like, I look like some crazy person up here because I got pretty crazy-looking hair, right? See, my, my hair is pretty crazy-looking. Oh, relax. What are you talking about? Right. You're home, right? Right. Now, honestly, I thought you guys might have been here because going to your point about rights, there's a thing called federal civil rights, which, and maybe if you've heard of it, the Americans with Disabilities Act. Under federal law, a person cannot be discriminated against, it means they can't be treated differently based on their age, based on their race, based on their sex, based on their religion, and based on their physical health conditions, which may be mental, 
maybe psycho-emotional, maybe physical, maybe genetic. In theory, if any one of you, and you work for the government, and here's another thing, just so you know, a government mandate, a government mandate, whether it's federal, state, or local, only applies to the government. It only applies to government employees. It does not apply to the public. It doesn't. There are government mandates for government entities. Okay, and that's why even when Biden came out with, you know, we're going to do this, he clarified it in the news. He says, yeah, I'm going to do a national mandate in, in all government facilities because he can only do that. They cannot force people to put a, a face mask over their vital airways. So for health reasons, which under law may be mental, psychoemotional, physical or genetic, if if you just don't feel right, because there's a lot of people that are feeling intimidated, they're feeling coerced, they're feeling pressured against their will to put a face mask over their face when they don't like it and they don't feel comfortable. They are covered under federal law. They have the right under federal law to say this makes me not feel comfortable. Knowledge. The guy is dropping knowledge. It's absolutely incredible. And I'm sure he's scaring them. He's the only one not wearing a mask. There in that video, which again, I'll link this entire website. Again, it is titled TheBigVirusHoax.com. I'm going to link this entire website and the rest of that video, of course, is on the front page of the site in the description. But there are one, two, three, four, five. There are six people standing around. Um, and at least four of them are from the Miami-Dade Police Department because of online posts where he's talking about how no one needs to wear masks. And more specifically, he was writing an email to the governor, to Governor DeSantis, a legal email telling him about the law and how the mask mandates in all workplaces should be dropped. Now, I believe that's happened since this video was made. This video, again, is published April 20th, 2021. I believe that in all workplaces, you, aren't, you don't have to wear masks in the state of Florida now. So this guy did everything that he was supposed to do. He did exactly what a knowledgeable, vigilant citizen is supposed to do. But because he sent it to the governor, telling the governor what he can legally do and what he should legally do, and he did it respectfully, I assume. He's a very articulate guy, clearly. That's why the police showed up to his to his doorstep, because they thought that it could have been some kind of a threat or whatever. Well, clearly it wasn't. The guy cares about the citizens of America. And again, I recommend watching the rest of the video, uh, and I will link it in the description, but man alive. People just don't know their rights, and they just give them up. And that right there, that's a, that, that's a bad... That's a bad, bad track record. That's, um, it's not just totalitarianism. It's habitual totalitarianism, and that's a problem. That's, uh, that's a serious problem. So I'm going to end with this here. Uh, it's prediction time. I'm going to make some predictions here, and this again comes from, again, me examining a number of different things and uh, sort of just not just reading the tea leaves, but the, these people are... They're just pattern driven. They're so pattern driven that it that is beyond predictable now. So I'm going to start with this. And if I mention this first thing already, I apologize for repeating myself. But the other day, I was listening to just very briefly, and this was last week, approximately a week ago. 
Um, and I don't listen to Sean Hannity's radio show ever anymore because um, it's just he's he's just not the greatest, uh, and it's certainly not very good. And he interrupts a lot of people way too often, and it's all about him and whatever else. But he had a doctor on, and the doctor said that he's receiving 150 plus patients per day in his urgent care right now on a day in and day out basis who are very ill. And they have all received these COVID shots. And Hannity interrupted him and said, well, that can't be right. They must be unvaccinated. They must be the unvaccinated. And then Sean sort of started to cover it up a little bit as, as best he could. Because again, he's a, you know, he's a Fox News tool and he's got to play that game. But the doctor actually interrupted him and thank God he did. But the doctor interrupted him and said, no, Sean, no, no. These people are the ones that have all received the shots already, and they're coming in here, and they have COVID, and they have the common cold with bronchitis, or the common cold with pneumonia, or the common cold with this, that, and the other. It's all of the people that have received these shots that are already getting ill, not just from the side effects of the actual shots, but their immune systems are starting to shut down, and they're not being able to fight off some of the most basic things. So, with that said... Here's what's going to happen this summer, in my opinion. This is my opinion, but here it comes. Not only are the schools going to continue to push the vaccinations and these experimental jabs on all children, I, it wouldn't surprise me if they, quote-unquote, FDA approve it for the rest of school-aged children. This is a scheme that is going to happen because parents... Not all of them. The vast majority won't do this. But the, but the unknowledgeable individuals who are brainwashed and don't know what's going on, those parents are going to be the ones that rush to have their kids. And we're talking about all kids now. So it's going to encompass the infants as well. Because again, they've been saying already that they're already testing, this out, you know, already testing these out on, on young children, um, toddlers and infants. They've already done it with at least 4,000 of them already. And again, there's no way to gauge the long-term side effects of this because they don't know what's in it. And they and it's a RNA manipulation, immunocompromising shot. So they're going to continue to push this now on, on, on younger children. It's already been approved again from 12 to 17-year-olds. Now they're going to take that age range and drop it younger That'll happen over the summer, mark my words, that will probably happen. Probably. Then what will happen is over the summer, school districts will continue to mandate that people have these jabs before they show up. Students, staff members, etc. Here's where everything is going to go haywire. Not only are, are many schools going to keep mask mandates in place for their, for their in-person learning, so to speak, but once school opens, teachers who have received the jab, staff members who have received the jabs, students who have received the jabs, they're all going to start dropping like flies and getting sick. They're not going to be able to staff their schools. The substitute teachers aren't going to be able to fill in enough of the absences from the teachers that are, that are missing because they're ill, because they can't fight off a common cold now. So they're going to be sick more often. That's going to cost more money. 
they're not going to they're not going to be able to fill it they're not going to be able to handle it which means they're going to go back then to virtual learning that's a prediction i'm making and it's all going to be health driven now here's where the word manipulation is going to take place they're going to start saying that it's the unvaccinated that are getting sick to push more people to get vaccinated and to get these jabs I keep saying vaccinated, you know what I mean, it's not a real vaccine. But, that's what they're going to do on the old TV and the talking heads. They're going to start saying, it's the unvaccinated and the people who haven't received the jabs that are making people sick. It's more division, it's more politics, it's more lies. And that's, that's the next play. That's just the next play. That's their next chess move. Because they're running out of moves. But that's the next one. And people will believe it. They'll believe it. People will really be getting ill. But it won't be the healthy people who haven't received the jabs. It will be the immunocompromised people who have received the jabs. They'll be the ones that are getting ill. But they won't be the ones that are being blamed for it. The people who will be blamed will be the people who haven't received the jabs. Even though they are the most healthy. See, even the business of vaccines isn't explained appropriately to people. They don't even understand what they are. And that if a person is actually vaccinated, quote-unquote, that person theoretically should never get sick then. I thought that's what they were all for. But that's not what's going to happen here. Again, those are predictions. Those are educated guesses. It's something called the scientific method. I use it as frequently as I can in the old brain pan upstairs. And um, I just think that the writing is on the wall for this kind of stuff. So again, it's not fear-mongering. I'm making you aware. That's all I'm doing here. I'm just making people aware. And again, remember this episode. Remember that that was said to you because I think that that's the next move that's going to, that's going to play out. Now, there's three things I'm going to link in this, uh, in this description. The first thing is that research article that I mentioned about vaccinated versus unvaccinated students and, and, and children, again, who were followed over the course of 10 years and how frequently they went to the doctor as opposed to the unvaccinated. So that's number one. Number two, uh, the website, thebigvirushoax.com. I'm going to link that as well. And then the third one is a fantastic interview from a, from a consistent series that's airing only on Rumble. But um, it's called Planet Lockdown is the title of this sort of interview series and is remarkably informative. Countless doctors, one at a time, talking about um, all of these jabs and their experiences and, again, totalitarianism and how this all ties in together. I highly recommend you watch the entire series. There's a ton of interviews. But this one that I'm going to link is from the former Pfizer vice president uh, and chief scientific researcher, chief scientific officer, and it's about an hour long, and he describes. I mean, he lays it all out. He lays it all out, and I'm gonna. That'll be the uh, the third link in the description below. So please check that out as well. And there you go. Lots of food for thought. Lots of stuff there. This is one of my longer episodes in quite some time, just by myself. But um, there's a lot to think about, and people need to stay vigilant and they need to stay informed. So I'll catch you on Friday. See you then. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless.